Oh, pardon my stupidity. But I'm Patrick Kane. And did you know that today is National Chocolate Pudding Day? And I don't know about you, but that is a top dessert in my life. Right up there with ice cream, raw cookie dough. But I've never done a top 10 dessert or even a food for that matter. But I'm willing to go on and say it's a top five all time. If you disagree, well, then you have no taste for the finer things in life. So real quick about this show. Since Booch and I haven't had a clear schedule on when we can do the Booch and Pat show, uh, I decided to create another podcast that I can do on a more regular basis, maybe once a week, twice a week, we'll see. Um, and you're going to find out that this show is very much inspired by, um, by ESPN's uh, PTI. However, I won't only be covering sports. It's a very broad and opinionated 30-minute show covering the week's top stories or at least the ones that I think that are worth talking about. Maybe I'll have a rotating guest of hosts that come in and join me from time to time as we move forward. Who knows? I certainly don't, which is why I ask you to pardon my stupidity. So, let's get this show rolling and see how many bugs I have, because this is the first time we're doing it. We'll figure it out as we go. I know it's late Sunday, June 26th, and on tonight's show, I'm going to be co- <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going to be covering a broad assortment of stories that came and went this week <clears throat> while I was on vacation. Whether it be from Gronk retiring to Denise Richards joining OnlyFans, uh, asking serious questions about the NFL stance on Deshaun Watson and what's going on, and also what's going on with the Eagles' new logo. Uh, But first, let's start with the Stanley Cup Finals. Tonight is Game 6 between Colorado Avalanche and Tampa Bay Lightning. Obviously, I would like to have done all this earlier today instead of right now, which uh, clearly is not working out in my favor, but we'll get there. Uh, And last I checked, the uh, Avs were up 2-1 to in the second period. So bear with me as I give you my takes on that, and uh, we'll just keep going. Currently, Colorado is obviously leading the series 3-2 to and are looking to wrap up their championship season tonight in Tampa. That being said, one cannot dismiss the sheer dynasty that Tampa Bay has built. You don't win a Stanley Cup two years straight just and go for a three-peat just to limp out with only like two wins, right? However, it appears they have been struggling for consistency, which kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with the injuries. Lightning coach John Cooper said this morning, earlier today, about Lightning center Braden Point's injury that players are used to playing a certain way or how they feel they can play, and if they don't feel confident in playing at the caliber that they're used to, it almost works against them. So it's unfortunate because it's a severe injury, and at this time of the year, everybody's trying to get back into the lineup, and there's just some things you can't do. Now, I have no stake in this game. You know, I'm a Flyers guy. I'm not partial either way. I will say that the Lightning seem to be the team that the media, most media personalities might want you to believe is the sure thing. But after watching their playoff run and this series thus far, it's clear to me that the Avs are the better team. For one, uh, they're 8-1 and one on the road this postseason and have won their three previous series outside of Denver. The Avs are the... In, the Avs, <clears throat> excuse me, the Avs are in the same position they were during the second round against the Blues when Colorado had a 3-1 series lead but lost Game 5 at home before closing out the series in Game 6 on the road. And somehow Booch is a big Avalanche fan, and I told him over the week uh, that they wouldn't win the other night because Tampa was the hungrier team. 
But I think tonight Colorado ends it and hoists up the trophy tonight. So let's switch gears here. Let's see if this will actually work for me or if I got to do things difficult. Well, that was okay. That was okay. So we'll switch gears here to the uh, NFL, the top stories. Uh, that shocked me while I was away uh, most this week was the retirement uh, announcement from Rob Gronkowski. Again. Now, we all remember a few uh, that he retired a few years ago, only to shock everyone with uh, help from Tom Brady being a great salesman to convince Gronkowski to give it another go. This time in Tampa, however, he walked away with the, the second time on Tuesday, seemingly less exhausted and much more satisfied. He even spoke about how, uh, I forgot one more thing. Wow, I forgot to do that. I got to get used to this timer. Um, uh, but anyway, as I was saying, he even spoke about how difficult it was in New England and that his time in Tampa was just so much more fun, natural, relaxing. Uh, so naturally, within minutes of this retirement, his agent, Drew Rosenhaus, said uh, that he wouldn't be surprised if Gronkowski took another call from Brady and returned by midseason. Tom Brady did give uh, go to take to, he went to uh, his Instagram social media to give his congratulations and praise and, you know, the well wishes on a career well done. Now, last season, he played in just 12 games battling through injuries. He still had 55 receptions for 800 and 800 plus yards. And I think six touchdowns. Now, in 2020, he played every single game and was dominant in the Super Bowl with six receptions and two touchdowns in the win over the Chiefs. Now, this is all for real. Now, this is all for real and like the party animal. Like, is he done? Will he go back to what have could have been his uh, wrestling career at WWE? Or is it all a ploy just to avoid training camps this summer? You know, only time's going to be able to tell us how that pans out. With that being said, I'd like to believe that he's done, uh, but I don't know. I really don't know. And since we're sticking in the football realm of things for a little bit, in Saturn news, the Baltimore Ravens lost two of their own last week. Um, Tony Saragusa, who played uh, defensive tackle for the Ravens and the Colts, from like the early 90s to early 2000s. Uh, he died at the age of 55 on Wednesday. From what I read, the 911 call stated CPR was in progress, but he was pronounced dead shortly after the police arrived on scene. Uh, looking up on this information, according to an interview that he gave with Howard Stern in 2012, uh, Goose described a similar death that he had to deal with when his father passed away from a heart attack uh, around the age of mid-40s, late-40s, maybe 50. Uh, when T Tony was only like 21 years old. So, I mean, the similarities here are very similar. Now, granted, an autopsy report detailing the cause of death is still pending, but you got to figure his dad went at 50. He's a bigger guy. Um, it's just very jarring, very similar, and it's kind of weird to see how things kind of go that way. Um, also, you had Jalen Ferguson, who passed away last Wednesday, also on a Wednesday, at the age of 26. No cause of death has been given, but police reports and media outlets like TMZ and whoever, I can't remember all of them, but like, you know, you got your TMZ, uh, Sportsnet, uh, uh, I don't think ESPN did it, but uh, they've been saying that the investigators are not ruling out the possibility of an overdose. Uh, that being said, uh, Ferguson's fiance and family have been trying to squash all the rumors uh, as 
as because his death has yet to be determined. So it's kind of messed up to think about how um okay. Uh it's kind of messed up to think about how it's unfortunate that you know when stories like this break out and everything happens um people just keep going with it and you, because they are celebrities they are in that world you tend to forget that you know the, there is a family involved there is an element to it and you know people just want to you know take take their time to grieve so let's see if this will work for me keep changing over give it a shot Eh, slow but sure. I'll take it. <laughs> Changing gears to our next, uh, our next topic of discussion for the night here. Uh, we're going to stick with the NFL for a little bit. So bear with me as we go. Uh, and if anybody's commenting, let me know if my, uh, my timers or my clocks are working or not. I have no idea. Um, anyway, as I was saying, uh, one cannot ignore the severity of what's happening right now in Cleveland when it comes to Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's he's stated to face an NFL disciplinary hearing starting on Tuesday, uh, where the league is expected to argue for a lengthy suspension. Uh, Watson faces allegations varying degrees of sexual harassment and misconduct, now up to 24 women, uh, and he's going to be represented by the NFLPA. The Players Association. Uh, the outcome of the hearing is expected to determine what, if any, suspension Watson faces as he enters his first season as quarterback for the Browns. Um, but you got to figure, like, you have so many, like, you know, we're up to 24. You, you figure this is not going to be going well in his favor, but who knows? Uh, the attorney for Watson's accusers announced last week that Watson has already settled 20 of the 24 civil lawsuits that he faced. So now you're just down to the last four. Uh, the terms were not announced, and obviously the four remaining uh, lawsuits remain pending. So two separate grand juries in Texas uh, declined in March to indict Watson with criminal charges. Uh, but per Adam Schefter, the NFL intends to argue for a lengthy suspension during the hearing. The league intends to cite testimony from some of his accusers, uh, per Adam Schefter. Meanwhile, other reports say that the NFL plans to argue for an indefinite suspension of at least one year, possibly more. And all I can say is that's all well and good, but think about it this way. Um, March 16th, 2021. Like, think about that. We're June 2022, but you're talking about 15 months ago. That was the, when the first official filing suit against Watson began. So I ask you, NFL, like, what was the holdup here? Like, what have you what have you been waiting for for over a year? You you have done way you have punished way more to other guys in the league for doing way less. Whether it be down to marijuana, whether it be to uh, you know alleged beatings up in an elevator which it's not alleged you saw the video years ago with ray rice but my point is you're talking about 15 months that have transpired that have gone by the wayside here and you've done nothing about it you've you've turned you've made no stance no effort to handle it uh and, and now it's escalated to 24 women i mean were they all abused maybe were some looking for an easy payday 
maybe I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But you, as a, as the employer and a billion dollar company, you should have made a decision way before now. Like I said, you've handed out worse punishments to those with less against them. But why why did you turn a blind eye here? Like like the man. The man signed a fully guaranteed contract for five years at $230 million. You think he's worried about these settlements? Like, he's got fuck you money right now to throw at these women just to make them go away. Like, he, he probably will still have more money to pot potentially continue this trend. So, the way I see it, it's, little, it's too little too late from the NFL here in trying to, I don't know, cite disciplinary actions? figure out what the issue actually is like is one year suspension enough i don't think it is but at this point what's the argument because 20 of the cases are settled and it's just very messy is the best way i can describe it so let's change gears let's go to our next topic which i think is for one a, a fun topic but it looks like my countdown timer is not working so we will see what's going on there but anyway moving on my issue is with hazing is hazing a tradition or is it just plain rude and mean and taking advantage of others so it's an old horrible staple that gets its bad name from fraternities or frat houses from colleges to paddling other people to whatever the case may be but can it can it also be viewed as like a tradition of camaraderie and brotherhood it's an interest it's an interesting debate that uh started coming into light recently with new york jets rookie garrett wilson who appeared alongside fred taylor ryan clark and channing crowder on the pivot podcast when the rookie expressed his excitement about his rookie dinner if you watch the podcast, the the veterans quickly like you know jump all over them. They laugh at them. They're like you know this isn't your decision. This isn't about what you want to do or what you think is about to happen. Like they're telling them that you know rookies are stuck with the bill of upwards to like fifty to maybe even seventy five, a hundred thousand dollars, which like you can see in his face in the podcast because it's a video podcast. He he does genuinely. He's like oh I'm not about like what I'm I'm not dropping that. Because he's thinking he's going into into it and, you know, hanging out with the guys, hanging out with the team, hanging out, you know, getting, like I said, camaraderie. However, uh, former Baltimore Ravens wide receiver Torrey Smith, uh, he tweeted his opinion about rookie dinners after hearing uh, this interview and credited his teammate Anquan Bolden with offering him guidance as he came into the league. He, quote, wrote, uh, rookie dinners are B.S., I'm glad I had an OG that realized teaching me to blow money is stupid. It does not prove you belong on a team. So shout out to Anquan Bolden. Dudes come into the league with no financial literacy and real problems, but folks think 50K dinners are cool. Nah. And then some even cited Tom Brady throwing him out there as far as the hazing is, con is concerned because he has to... From what I read, he was he was charging somewhere upwards of like three to five thousand uh, dollars a bottle of wine or alcohol, and would just come have like a sip or two of the, like he would just buy the bottles to be like, eh, thanks, you're gonna foot this bill, but then he would just leave, wouldn't even stay for the team building for the enjoyment of everybody else. 
So my question to you is, where do you stand? You know, is obviously it seems wasteful for spending ridiculous money on other millionaires that, you know, can take care of their stuff. Or, like I said, is it a tradition? I feel as though every job has their own traditions, not necessarily hazing. Uh, like for me, I work for the post office. So like when you get a new promotion, like, you know, you promote to a different route or whatever, you know, they expect you to bring coffee and donuts into the office. Very similar to like how when you were a kid growing up, it's your birthday, but you have to bring like munchkin donuts in for everybody in the class. Never made sense how it worked. But again, it was just tradition or whether your job has, you know, mandatory happy hours, which quite honestly sounds pretty good because I mean, I, I don't think I really want to hang out with the people I work with all the time. But uh, I think I would enjoy, you know, oh, we're going out for drinks or whatever. But then, you know, it gets mud. The war gets muddy. So to me, this isn't that big of an issue. And it sounds like if you it sounds like more of like an initiation into the league. But probably only it's probably only making headlines right now because your average working man, like it doesn't even make that kind of money in a year, let alone spend it on a fancy dinner. Because I'll tell you right now. I would love to be making $75,000, $100,000 a year, but I'm I'm not. So seeing that, that is that is a hell of a thing to just watch, <laughs> to read about. All right, what topic are we up to? We're on one, two, three, four. All right, we're moving to five. Okay, we can handle that. Let's give it a shot. Let's see if my uh, timers continue working or not. Maybe. I guess it's not going to work for me today. That's fine. i got to still figure out all the bugs and everything in here, and we'll get to it. Hopefully by the next time I do this show, it'll be smooth sailing. Who knows? Anyway, uh, so our next topic is the Eagles logo. So Philadelphia Eagles made headlines, uh, and not for good reason. If you ask our fan base, uh, the team announced on Thursday a new word mark was the team that the team would use on all of its public material in the future. Um, this word mark does not replace the Eagles' head, which still remains the primary logo. It's just that this new word mark will replace the old boxier logo, the one that they've used for many years for basically like, like you know the one I'm talking about. Like, do I have it here? No. I'm sure it's somewhere, but anyway, you know the one I'm talking about where it just says the word Eagles. It's designed, it's got a lot of like the black that goes around. And a lot of people are up in arms about it because, you know, now it just, it doesn't look right. The, the, when they changed over the logo back in the mid 90s, they, they made these designs together so it matches. Now it just, it just looks extremely out of place. So essentially, it's just removing all the, like, the color of the black, the silver, just leaving it white. Uh, the style of the wording and just it has a very plain and simple white writing look to it. So um, and I, I've yet to hear any fan or a friend of mine or anybody that actually thinks that this is a good look. To me, it's boring. It's heinous. Uh, it's like someone thought, how can we compete with the Lions and the Jets? And someone basically went onto like Microsoft Word and typed up like using, oh, this is a cool font. And that's the new design. At least that's how I think. But again, I digress. All joking aside, I do assume that this has something to do with uh, the Eagles alternate jerseys this year, which are going to be Kelly Green. Um, I assume this is to uh, make it all look more sleek, have it streamline a little bit better. Um, 
But in reality, it's really basic bitch logo change that maybe eventually we'll grow to love it. I guess we'll have to see how it looks for the season on the on the regular jerseys as well as the throwback. But it does beg to ask the question, if you did this to the word mark, who's to say that they won't be changing around the Eagles head logo to match? Whether they remove the black and silver, uh, change midnight green to Kelly green, make it all just one color like, you know, like the writing, just make it all white. I mean, either way, whatever they end up choosing, I still feel like the link is going to look more like Ford Field uh, when it look when you're looking in the end zones. Uh, but still, and this is something that I have to stress to virtually everybody, if this is like the biggest problem we have with the Eagles this offseason, then I mean, really, what issues do we have? Because the actual product, I mean, should be promising, right? Between the offseason moves, the draft, everything that we've seen so far, and we're we're here at the end of June, like 4th of July is next week, and we're complaining about, logos from the eagles so all in all i think it's a pretty good trade-off at least we're not sitting here worrying about you know the drama that ensues with carson wentz because we get to look forward to him twice this year when he's going to be down in uh, dc uh and like all that stuff so for me it's not the end of the world all right let's see if i can get things moving again here on the next transition let's see man this stuff moves slow I thought it was working fine and then I guess I'm just beating up my computer we'll see uh, so back in mid-May uh, Carmen Electra announced uh, that she was joining OnlyFans and to me that this is like to me, that this is like a great topic of discussion, because, all right, for, for first and foremost, if you if you <laughs> if you don't know what that means, then you clearly weren't a child of like the '80s, the '90s, like growing into your puberty years with like this bombshell on TV. Like, I mean, come on, like who doesn't remember her from Singled Out, like Baywatch, especially. Uh, she had plenty of appearances in Playboy magazines. Married Dennis Rodman. I think right now she's like, like, cause she's not an. I don't think she's an actress anymore, but I think she's a stripper. I think, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. But anyway, uh, your prepubescent years, and I think it's safe to say that she helped like many kids try to spend time watching like scrambled porn on the old boob tubes. You know what I mean? Like when you were like scrolling through everything and it gets all fuzzy. Whatever. Either way. Uh. Anyway, she created an OnlyFans account, which is a adult, not safe for work type website. Uh, and it sounds like the account uh, you'd be subscribing for uh, is claiming that you know you're getting full frontal nudity, uh, that type of content. I mean, God knows who like what else you would end up seeing. I'm fairly certain because of the right because I remember that OnlyFans was talking about getting rid of like pornography or uh, like all types of adult content like that anyway. And then they went back on it because that was like the moneymaker. That was what everybody was doing. That's how everybody was uh, getting like their subscription. So it, it became a porn thing. And I know porn has a lot to do with um, uh, the moving forward of technology. Uh, that being said, I digress. I don't, I, I don't 
have an OnlyFans account. I don't subscribe to it. I don't know what's on there. I never had a desire to go because it doesn't strike me as something that's entertaining. Let me go pay to go watch people have sex. I assume that's what it is, but isn't that what Pornhub's for? I have no idea. However, even though I don't know what the OnlyFans account is, I have seen uh, or rather I've heard from uh, a friend of mine that that tried it out when she was announced that she announced that she had an account. And basically all it was was like a robe where she was like having a couple nip slips here and there. So unless the content gets a little bit better, maybe it's just a scam. Uh, but I feel like people are going to pay to see her regardless of whether or not you're going to watch like actual porn or sex or whatever the case may be. That being said, the same can be said about Playboy model and Wild Thing star Denise Richards because... I think she's like 51 now. Uh, she just joined like 24 to 48 hours after her daughter, Sammy Sheen, joined. Um, and Sammy Sheen, following her news of the account, her father, Charlie Sheen, he came out of the woodwork for everything to be at odds over his daughter's venture. So Charlie was said in a statement, quote, I do not condone this, but since I'm unable to prevent it, I urge her to keep it classy, creative, not sacrifice her integrity. But she's 18 years old now. And living with her mom. This did not occur under my under my roof. So you figure that's a shot at Denise. It's a shot at his daughter. It is what it is. But come on, Charlie. Like you figure, bro. Did like didn't you have eight? Don't you have AIDS and like you banged like a whole bunch of people and this is like an issue. So like you gotta take it take it off the rails a little bit. However, talking with my girlfriend about this, like all this nostalgia made me start thinking of like what other women from that time period, like what they're up to. Now, you see Jenny McCarthy on regular TV and the Mass Singer, and I don't actually know what Pam Anderson's up to, but I was like, oh, Baywatch, like who was hot on that? And I was like, oh, Yasmin Bleeth, what she's up to? Because like she was like the hottest person that like on Friends, that was their joke. It's like Yasmin Bleeth, Yasmin Bleeth. So anyway, I, Google her if you want. Use it at your own discretion. She has not had a good time after Baywatch, whether it be Gooler if you want. That's that's all I'll say. I'm not getting into any further with that. Uh, let's see here. My timer's still working? Maybe. We'll see. Only a few more topics left, and then I guess we're done for the night. So let's see if we can uh, make this work. Topic seven. And we'll figure it out. Uh, so live golf, and I'm actually not sure if that's how it's pronounced, if that's how you say it, if I have no idea. Uh, all I know is live is the Roman numerals for L I V. So it'd be 54 golf. Uh, I have no clue. That being said, this, it's a Saudi Arabia backed, uh, thing. So it's a Saudi tournament and it's getting an uneasy reception because uh, in Oregon, that's going to be their very first stop in the United States. Uh, I believe it's this coming week. Uh, the series, which will pay, it's paying like enormous signing fees and like a buttload of money to the players. Uh, like you got, you got Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, a um, whole bunch of thing, and all. And this all is coming down on the, like the Pumpkin Ridge Golf Club uh, in North Plains, Oregon, I think, or I don't know if that's near Portland. I have no idea. Uh, that being said, so much money and it's getting a lot of flack because it's all over the news. And I don't know if, if you haven't seen it yet, like you should tune into it because I mentioned it to one of my friends on vacation last week and she got like very upset by it. 
But uh, the North Plains mayor, uh, as well as other officials from surrounding cities, has written the, to the club's owner uh, at Escalante Golf, I think is how you pronounce it, with concerns of... Uh, you know, speaking like the the senator is going to speak out against the tournament. Um, some of the members of the uh, privacy club also are uncomfortable with the situation because the opponents, like people are talking about Saudi Arabia's human rights issues, the abuses, uh, including like the murder of uh, one of the U.S. journalists, Jamal Kagas. I can't say his name. I, I forget his name. Uh, but there are concerns uh, the event could bring protests to North Plains which is a town of like under 5,000 people. Tickets to the event prohibit fans from displaying any political signs. So who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you got the the Roe v. Wade thing that just went on and all the signs going out there. Like people are supercharged and it's very political across the nation right now. So who knows how that'll pan out? And Dustin Johnson, who had been the number one uh, player in the world, uh, longer than any player since Tiger Woods and a six-time major champion. Uh, Mickelson uh, were among the first, I'm trying to think, first big names uh, that actually joined. You figure uh, Portland Field had since Bryson uh, DeChambeau, Brooks Kopka, and Patrick uh, Brooks, all, all major champions. Uh, though none of them are among the current top 20 players in the world. At least not currently ranking, I don't think. Uh, but the PGA Tour suspended every member who competed in the first live event because they did not have conflicting uh, event releases. So those in Portland will be suspended when they tee up the same way. The tour typically uh, awards three such uh, releases a year, only for tournaments overseas. It does not allow its members to compete in other tournaments held in North America. So that's where their issues lie. Uh the, the Live Tour consists of eight events this year, uh, five of which are in the United States. And then following this stop in Portland, which everybody's going to love here in this one, the tour moves to Trump National Golf Club in Bedminster. So I'm sure that'll just be loads of fun for hearing everybody else in the world. Uh, and that, Let's see if my timer is going to work for me because now we're getting to our last topic of the night. And that would be to discuss my vacation that I just came back from. Because quite honestly, I've never, I've never gone to a lake. I've never been to a lake. I've never swam in a lake. Uh, so, like, uh, my question is to everybody: is like, is is lake life for you, or do you like ocean life better? I will say, uh, some of the things that I dealt with over the like, it, there's nothing in the Pocono Mountains that's closer than 20 minutes. Nothing. Everywhere you had to go, you want to go to the, you want to go to the bar. You want to go get something to eat? You want to go to the restaurant? You want to go to the lake? Uh, never made it to the water park, but I assume I think the water park was like 30 minutes. But everything is like at least 20 minutes away. The other thing that was kind of weird is I had a bear, a big black bear, jump out in front of my car as I'm driving down the road. Uh, there's something very concerning about that. You guys make fun of me, call me a little pussy. I don't care. But to me, there's something very concerning about that because I, I, I'm only used to seeing like these type of animals in a zoo. So to see it out in the wild like that freaked me out. Uh, didn't hit it. Didn't have an issue. I don't have issues with deer, but like a bear that really kind of put things in perspective as to just how in their space we are. But see, you don't have those kind of problems when you go down the shore. Down the shore, everything is walking distance, depending on where you are. Uh, and if it's not walking distance, you can get an Uber. An Uber up there, we didn't even try. 
if we try to get an Uber, you're, you're talking hour wait maybe, probably like $30, $40 just to get to where you're going. Maybe. I have no idea. That's my, that's my fault for not trying. But ultimately, that's where we stand. Um, uh, but like with, with ocean life, ocean, you have waves, you have crumb crashing in. Lake life is quiet. It's very peaceful. I can understand why people like going onto the lake because you can just float out there. Uh, but having small kids like, like my son, he just ran out, kind of stepped around, splashed, and then picked up rocks the whole time. And what's with the sand? Like, I know they say it's, there's beach sand, there's lake sand. There's something very, very different between the two. Uh, lake sand is very clean dirt, I guess. Is that how you would say it? Clean dirt? No clue. Either way, I digress. I don't want to continue rambling and rambling and rambling. But uh, I figured, let's take a look here. Where are we at with uh, the Avs? As I said, we're at the top of the third. Avs are up 2-1 still. Like I said, I think uh, I think the Av- Avalanche take it tonight. I think they bring home. I think they bring home the old Stanley Cup tonight. We'll see. That's just my take on things. Uh, but that being said, final thoughts. Let's close this down. Let's end everything on a high note. We've we've had a good time together. I think. Uh, don't even know if anybody actually watched tonight, but hopefully. We start garnering uh, some new people, some new friends, some new followers. Um, you can follow us. Us. It's me. You can follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook. If you're watching this on Facebook, that's cool. That's just a jumping off point because I'm beginning to start trying to figure out how to broadcast to multiple uh, sites. Because for me, it seems like uh, the smarter choice is going through YouTube and Twitch. Uh, not so much Facebook because it seems like Facebook's kind of like dying out when it comes to live streaming. That being said, I don't know. We'll see where the where it takes me because everything on my uh, on my uh, control side of things was a little bit wacky tonight. Um, so yeah, f- follow us on follow me on uh, Instagram. It's pardon period. It's pardon dot my dot stupidity, and then you can go on YouTube. I'll be uploading all the videos, all the podcasts, all the stuff that I can do. You'll get that on uh, YouTube as well. Uh, so you have to subscribe, hit the notification button so you can get new notifications when I go live or when there's a new episode up or whatever the, whatever content I end up putting up. Uh, and so far, I got a decent following on Instagram. Hopefully, I can keep building that up because I see that there is a way that this can work. I don't know if this is entertaining conversation. I have no idea. But usually, at the end of every episode here, I'm going to end with final thoughts and just kind of go through any uh, messages or anything that uh, you guys have chimed in with. And like I said, I don't really have any uh, anybody commenting tonight. And this was also kind of a last impromptu situation. Because uh, I kept putting this off, putting it off. I'm like, I want it to be perfect, want it to be perfect. But I was like, I got to do something now. I got to pull the trigger. You know, shit or get off the pot. So that being said... Uh, I thank you all who either tuned in and I didn't see it or for any of those that are going to watch this uh, later. Enjoy, I hope. Give me your feedback, things that I should talk about, things that I shouldn't talk about. Um, And then eventually I'll get this up and post it on uh, iHeartRadio as well as uh, iTunes and anywhere else you can get your podcasts. So for me, 
that concludes this evening. So have a good night, and we'll see you guys next week to recap what happens this week.